Hello and welcome to a Reflection on Christian Life. This is your host, Lennon O'Mahony, and I'd like to welcome you back to our second episode. So, first of all, I want to say um, I hope everyone's doing alright, staying safe during the lockdown, um, whatever's going on where you are, in your country, in your state. Um, I hope that you're following the rules, you're doing the best you can, and you're doing the best you can to uh, stay active and stay healthy. And also a thank you to all of our um, emergency care providers and our first responders for doing their jobs during this hard time. So, today's episode is going to be something I'm really passionate about. Something that I'm really like, you know, there's a lot of questions in religion, in life in general, in faith, in what do we do, how do we live our lives, what does this mean, you know, homosexuality, abortion you know, priests marrying, you know, the different churches. There's all so many different questions, thoughts, um, contrary uh, theologies. But something that I am very, very, very set in stone in is what our job is as individuals in our daily life when it comes to living out Christian lives. And, um... It's, it's something that I've spent a lot of time thinking on. It's something I've read books on. Not that many books. I should, I'll, can always read more. I'm only 18. But that's not, not the point. Um, the point is, is that this is something, out of a lot of topics that I've thought about and I've learned about and I've discussed, this is something that I feel like I've really come to a place where I'm, I'm happy and I'm confident in what I believe in this. Um, whereas, you know, of course, I'm always trying to grow. Everyone should always be looking to know accept when they're wrong and look to change but this is something that I feel very strongly and I have a very strong conviction towards which is what do I do in my daily life what does another Christian or Catholic do what do do we do when we encounter certain things what do we do when we encounter sin and it's something that I feel like a lot of people really don't understand they don't understand the idea of how to behave and how to take this faith, which we have a lot of people have really strong convictions about, how to take that and then how to transfer this otherworldly belief, this, this, this greatness in our faith. And how do we translate that into living our daily lives? How do we translate that into interacting with people who don't believe the same as us? How do we translate that into our work, our school, our, you know, our, our social life? And it's, it's something that's quite difficult to do, I think. And I, I don't always do it. I, 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 no one ever always does it. It's very difficult, but I feel like the idea of what to do is quite clear. Um, so to start off with, we, we know that in the Bible, Jesus says very clearly that we need to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. It's a very clear, you know, no matter the translation, it's a set idea that he put out there for us to understand is that we need to love each other, to love ourselves, and the other half of it is our role as Christians is to is to um, guide others, to um, to correct them, to teach, and to be brotherly and sisterly to each other, to treat each other like a family lovingly. So when a sibling or a family member is going down a bad path or they're doing something you don't think they should be doing you know, you talk to them, you meet with them, you know, if they're going through a hard time, you, you express your, your, your belief in them. And, and so what that comes down to is how do we, how do we act that way? 
how do we act brotherly and lovingly to someone who is a sinner or who is acting in a way that we don't agree with or something that we don't believe is righteous. And ultimately, the very core part of it is mind your own business. You know, you aren't God. You know, he tells us to preach to each other, to spread the good word, but he does not give us any, any, any realm of authority over each other. We cannot tell another person on this earth. We can, we can tell them, but we cannot command another person. We cannot say you are wrong and that you can't do that. And we, the worst thing I always hate is when people say, you're going to go to hell for that. Like, you're a sinner and you're going to go to hell for that because that is not any, any, any human's place to say. We are here to console each other, to guide each other, to give love where we can. And if someone wants to hear from us, wants to hear advice on Christ, and wants to be opened up to the faith, through whatever path that God has for them, that's where you can go. But it's very difficult because people often get so caught up in their um, in their ideas and their in their in their you know so-called path to teach others to fix others that they really misunderstand the idea that you're you know I think it's best translated in the you know the moment where in the Bible I can't quote it um, Jesus says you know there's the woman who committed um, adultery and they want to stone her and Jesus says well. The first of you who, like, you know, thou has not sinned, throw the first stone. And this is a really important verse because he's saying, like, you don't have the place to judge her. You, if you have, are a sinner, then you are not on any sort of a pedestal from which you can look down on others. Now, the community could have come to that woman and said, hey, what you're doing isn't right. You really shouldn't do that. Let me help you or let me show you this or read this with me or, you know, Come over and let me show you love and attention. And people misunderstand that. People think that it's okay to come at others angry, to express, like, like to, to shock them or scare them into belief, into faith. And that's not at all the idea. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to start off with what is the wrong, like, what, no, sorry, what is the right thing to do? How do you properly go about these things? Then I'm going to tell you about the wrong thing. And it's, it's going to be interesting. So the right thing to do is when you see someone who you think is sinning, so whether it's a, someone you know, you used to know, who is um, you know, participating in some sort of an activity, drugs, drinking too much, um, you know, staying out too late, acting in certain ways that you're like, hmm, I'm not sure that's good for you. In that situation, the appropriate thing to do is to say, you know, maybe to pray for them, obviously to pray for them. You always want to pray for everyone you can. But to say to them, like, hey, like, you know, I hope you stay strong. Or, you know, if you feel like you're comfortable, maybe, like, try to have a conversation with them. Like, I don't know if that's the best for you right now. Like, if you are, you know, I want to talk to you about where you're at. And it really, like, a large part of sin is not an individual action. People's behavior is decided by uh, circumstances of which they are in their life. No one goes from being happy, having a good family, a good life, and a good feeling happy and confident to deciding that they're going to go out and do something, destroy their bodies, destroy others, you know, ruin things. That transition doesn't just happen. If someone has fallen into 
a bad place. They've fallen into behaviors that are not good, that are unhealthy, and, you know, ungodly, unchristian. That is because of other things have entered into their life. Other things have, they have encountered other things that have put them at a disadvantage. They have weakened them in that they're having a hard time being faithful. Even if they're not religious, they're having a hard time. Um, and so your role is, first of all, to be able to understand that, to listen to them and to look for that situation where you think that they need help that's hurting them and to help them in that way. So if you walk up to someone and you don't know them, you don't know their life, you don't know what's going on with them, and you start judging them or trying to, like, help them or, you know, force them to see what they're doing is wrong, you're not understanding their situation. A doctor who doesn't ask you what your symptoms are yet sees you and then starts trying to tell you this is the medicine, you're not going to trust that because the doctor hasn't listened to you. The doctor, you know, and, and that's the thing is, again, we're not doctors. We're just, we're not curing people. We're here to help each other. Um, so and that's another thing. A lot of people think that they have the cure, that they are that that they misunder they misconstrue it so that they think they are the answer, and not religion. They think that they can fix it, and on their own they can bring this cure, this healing power of Jesus without actually including Jesus or their faith. Not the point. I mean, it is okay. Moving on, so. You need to first understand that person. You need to be able to open up your heart and your mind to their experiences, to their pain, to their situation before you can really honestly give them advice or try to guide them. Many, many Christians like to skip that part. They like to skip the part of compassion, the part of understanding. They like to straight ahead, just go straight to a part that we don't need to go to, which is judgment. We don't judge. That's not our role. That's never our role. The part of judgment is... um something that people misuse you don't judge people you can guide you can show them a path and so like i said you have a friend you talk to them you understand their situation you go on a walk with them you spend an hour with them you go to a cafe shop you talk to them and then you say hey like i think this can help you or this is what i really want and i'm like explain that you're doing this out of compassion that is the right way to go about helping someone who you think is in a bad place and if you can't talk to them or you're not totally close to them have you know send them a text say you're thinking about them um, you hope they stay strong, um, you love them, these sorts of things. That's the correct way to go about it if you think someone is in sin or falling towards sin. The wrong way to go about it, and, okay, before we go into the wrong way to go, to about, go about it, I want to quickly address, and of course later we'll go into, um, we'll go into my real deep thoughts on things like these topics, but you, you have homosexuality, you have abortion, you have, um, you know, sleeping around, to put it lightly. I don't want to be um, hurtful. I mean, I don't really care about hurting people's feelings, but I don't think this is something where you need to hurt someone's feelings. People who like to sleep outside of marriage, which is, you know, these are things that many Christians and people in general believe to be sinful. The, um, without putting in my opinion on whether or not they're sins or whether or not, like, they're righteous or whatever, Bible verses... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're sins. If, if you think someone is sinning, your response should be the same as if it's, if it's murder, if it's abortion, if it's homosexuality, as if it's lying. The response is the same from us. Compassion. You always come from a place of compassion, and it doesn't matter. You know, maybe you think homosexuality is a sin, or you think abortion is a sin, right? So that's where you're standing. 
and then you that's your that's your stance you've read the bible that's where you you feel very strong that these things are sins is it compassionate to walk around with a sign that says you're going to burn in hell absolutely not if you really were a good christian with compassion in your heart for someone who you thought was living a life of sin you would be kinder and there and there are christians out there who do this who say like hey you know you're living a you're living a sinful life like um let me help you and and they're trying to come from a place of compassion you know they stand out at street corners with pamphlets they try to talk to people um whether it's about abortion homosexuality whatever it is and this is going to be annoying for people because so far i think a lot of um left leaning people uh, would agree with me that you know it's not their business but those people are doing it absolutely right they're coming from a peaceful stance of you know, freedom of speech, they're standing in an open place, they're not specifically bothering anyone, they're not, you know, needling anyone, if they're doing it out of compassion, they think that you, someone is sinning, they think someone is living a sinful life, and they're there to offer hope, they're there to offer, like, to help someone, and, you know, that is a wonderful thing, they're really trying to honestly help someone, so if they think something's a sin, whatever it is, whatever those topics, and they stand there, you know, whether or not I agree with them, they're doing it the right way. They're coming out of it with compassion. They're not forcing it on anyone. They're doing it the perfectly right way. Because, and the, the thing to remember is no one's ever completely right. No one perfectly knows God's will. No matter how many times you read the Bible, you're never going to perfectly know God's will. So we can never be 100% certain about anything. So whether you do or do think those subjects are sins, the people who are out there who are standing at a corner peacefully offering help, they believe it's a sin and they're trying to do it in a compassionate way. And that's wonderful. The people who do it completely wrong are the ones who jump to judgment. The ones who say, you're going to hell, you're living a sinful life, you're terrible. This is one of the things that pisses me off the most is when people act like they know what God's will is and that they know that a homosexual person or someone going in for abortion is a sinner going to hell. They are not standing there offering help or redemption or a path to goodness. They are there to be hurtful, to, to, to you know, spit out hateful words, and the fact that they do that under the guise of being Christians with crosses is terrible those kinds of marches part you know participating in those things you know they're not helpful they're they're cruel and i believe really strongly on that that that's a cruel thing to do um and it gives christians a bad name and in you know a lot of them do feel very strongly they feel strongly as anyone else that you know homosexuality is a sin for example they really feel that this is a sinful thing but they they've forgotten the part of compassion and going back to what i said before your reaction should be the same as if someone is a murderer gay or you know whatever thing you think that they have done that is sinful whether or not it's sinful your reaction should be the same because the whole core concept of the bible and of jesus is that we are all sinners and that under god it doesn't matter how much you sin everything is forgivable that no matter how much evil you put out into the world, of course there are, the Catholic Church has specific preachings about types of sins, 
but we're not going to go into that. We're going to just basics that no matter what you have done in this life, you can return to Christ and ask for forgiveness and you can get forgiveness and you can get redemption. So off of that basis that we are all sinners, what, what, what right does someone have to stand outside of a Planned Parenthood or at a pride march and to yell at someone else and say, you're going to hell? Because you're just as likely to go to hell yourself as those people. Nothing about them going to an abortion clinic or going into uh, being gay or, you know, going to jail for murdering someone or stealing from a store. None of those things make them worse than you. You're not worse or none of those. You're not better than those people. And it's a concept that people misunderstand. They think that they, because they found Jesus, they've done it. They're, they've accomplished it and that now they, they've gotten there. And it's, it's not true. It, being a Christian, having faith is a constant battle every day. And it's, it's often a losing battle because you're going to fall into sin and temptation, whatever it is. So to sum that part up, to judge others is always wrong. You should never tell someone that because of their actions, they're going to hell. You can do it in a compassionate way and you say, hey, I really believe that the way you're headed, you're not going to, like, that you're headed to a bad place. You need, you need to find God. You need to, like, return to Jesus, whatever, however you want to phrase it. That's a correct way to go about it. But when you come out of it with hate and anger and self-righteousness that you're going to cure them or they can't be cured, it's ridiculous. And it's just the opposite of really what the Bible says, which is compassion and love, and no one is worse or better than another. So how does this relate to how we behave in our everyday lives? And the core idea that I want to get from this is coming from compassion, like I said, and you are not better than anyone else. No matter who you are, how you act, how much money you've given, how kind you've been, you aren't better. You're never going to be better than another person. You're never going to be better than the worst person on this earth because we all have an equal chance for redemption and we all have equal opportunity to fall into sin. So when you walk around and you, in your social life, meet people who aren't Christians, treat them with the same compassion that you treat everyone else. Treat them, you don't treat someone differently because of their faith, a different religion, different sexual orientation, because they've had an abortion. It doesn't matter because we're not here to judge. We're here to love someone. And so when, you know, Jesus walked with, with tax collectors, with sinners, he spent time with them and they said, Jesus, why do you do this? And he said, well, because I'm here to help them. I'm here to you know, I am the guiding hand back to God. You know, no one goes through the Father except through me. And that is really important is that Jesus is that tool. Jesus is the way to God, not us. We cannot on our own cure someone. So our job is to be compassionate, to be loving, to be instruments of peace, of God's holy plan, and to just be examples. You know, the famous famous song hymn, um, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We should love unconditionally. And that's that's a whole other world of things is loving unconditionally. So we're going to pause the how you deal with non-Christians, with people in your work, in your social life, in your education. You treat them all with compassion. You're there if they need help, if you really think they need help. And when you try to help someone, you do it with love and compassion and you don't judge. And what does loving unconditionally mean? 
it's a difficult thing. Um, loving unconditionally really means what it what it says, as it said. You love no matter what the conditions are. And it's difficult. I struggle with this in the concept like, you know, I want to love someone and forgive someone who's hurt me, who's said something mean to me behind my back. But does that mean that I just ignore the fact that they've trash-talked me or they've said this? Or do I ignore the fact that they just yelled at me? Do I just, like, move on? Or can I forgive them but also tell them, hey, I don't like that? Or, hey, I'm not going to hang out with you? Is that, like, what is the reaction in love? forgiveness but you can love someone unconditionally but change your it doesn't mean that you go back to the same person that's hurting you you don't love someone unconditionally by staying with an abusive significant other or by you know letting someone continue to to commit sins towards you or others loving unconditionally means that you always always and it's hard you try to reach out in a sense of compassion. You try to see it from their hand because ultimately, whenever someone's angry or hurting you or hurting, hurting someone else or lashing out and you know they're just so cold and blocked up and they have walls up and they're just you just can't seem to find a heart in them, the core of their essence is going to be pain. The, what they're feeling at the, in the very in part, inner parts of their soul is pain. There's pain in there. And, and loving someone unconditionally means being able to always try to see that pain that someone's feeling and to have compassion for them. Because we're not better than them. And loving them unconditionally is going to mean that you don't have to let yourself get hurt, but you, you do push yourself to, to forgive them, to see with compassion the pain they're in and to accept them into your heart as as whoever they are and to try to help them but to always love them and it's difficult because people hurt us and that's what a lot of people don't get is like on our own we will fail on our own we cannot forgive on our own we cannot be unconditionally loving because we will get worn down we will get beaten down we will run out of energy out of patience out of time we will be hurt and beaten and it's just game over and that's why we should always remember to have Christ, because Christ is our replenishing source. He is, he is an uncon- he's the epitome of unconditional love, loving unconditionally. So if we can constantly try to reach out to him, to be in his presence, to take time out of our day, to be with him, he will give us the ability to be patient with our coworkers, to be patient with our neighbors, to be patient with our family, to love unconditionally and to have that. Because when we are connected with Christ, when we feel him in our lives in every moment, we are comforted and able to face these situations where normally we would, we would give in within a day. And now we can spend months with people who are angry and we can express our love for them. And, you know, it's important to, to, to feel connected with Christ, even when you're not dealing directly with someone who's negatively affecting your life and needs to be loved unconditionally. It's important to have him in your life. So as you go throughout your day, as you are a Christian, remember that two core things. To come to everyone with a sense of compassion to consider the situation they're in, to consider the fact that God has a path for them that you cannot see and you will never see, and to also understand that they aren't better than you.
and you aren't better than them. No one, no, the biggest philanthropist, the biggest, the richest person who has given so much money to the poor, that doesn't make them better than you because they're sinners and human like you. And you, no matter how much you give or what you've done, you're not better than someone else. Or you're not better than a murderer in a jail because, because everything that happens on this earth is temporary. And our souls are eternal. And so when you remember that, when you think about that, that the clothes we wear, the, the things we do as we walk through the streets, the things that we say, that is an outer shell of everyone's inner being. And when you can see that and you can have compassion for everyone, everyone's soul, the things that are inside us beyond the artificial, then you can see that we really truly are equals. And this is one of the amazing concepts Sorry, one of the amazing concepts that has allowed so many impoverished people, so many people who suffer, to truly be content in their lives, to to find joy in the, the little things that they have, because they can see that the joy and happiness is just as easily created in an impoverished situation as it is when you're living in a mansion, because ultimately we're the same, no matter what we wear. Um... So this, this episode, it's a shorter one again, but it's, uh, I wanted to focus on the idea of coming to each other with compassion, um, and I really wanted to emphasize the idea that no matter what you believe is a sin, no matter whether you think someone who is gay is a sinner, it doesn't matter. You treat them the same, and you treat them with love. You should be able to go out and have a friend that's gay just as easily as you're able to go out and have a friend that is perfectly normal, because both of them are as equally sinners no matter what you believe and i mean i I, i'm going to go a little bit into my own beliefs that whether or not a homosexual person is you believe is a sinner they're still just people like they're not monsters they're not you know crazy and they're just as easy to have a relationship with as anyone else because they're normal people and even if you think that their their sexual preferences are sinful just because that part of them you believe is sinful doesn't mean that they're going to be a negative effect on your life, that they're going to hurt you. And what what I'm trying to say is that if everyone's a sinner and I wake up and I go to school and I meet a, meet a, meet a person, a boy, and they, um, they have a habit of going out and, you know, stealing uh, drinks sometimes and getting drunk, does that make them... They've committed a bad act, a sin, and yet they're still just as capable of loving. They're still just as capable of being compassionate. They're just as capable of finding Christ if they need to, and and, and if that's in their path. They're just as capable of helping me out when I need help. They're just as capable of being there for me and others, of showing compassion towards a homeless person, the impoverished. They're just as capable of, you know, every other bit of good and evil that you are. And that I am. So when you meet a homosexual person, and this is directed towards the people who really believe that that's a sin. And so you got to understand that that person's sexual preference does not make them less capable of love, less capable of caring for others, doesn't make them less capable of being human or being good to others. And so you should just as easily be able to accept that person into your life as anyone else. Because we're all sinners, and that shouldn't change it. You should come at that with compassion and with love. And someone's sexual preference, someone's, you know, sinful activities when they steal, someone's whatever their past is, 
it shouldn't affect your relationship with them because you should always, like I said, if you get hurt, turning to Christ to heal yourself is the number is the best way, and taking care of your mental health is important. But we can't do it on our own. So if I am friends with that kid who steals, and you know one day he steals and he gets caught, or he ends up in jail, or he does he gets drunk and he does something stupid, that's that's his path, and I'm still gonna come at him with the same compassion and love, and I'm still gonna reach out my hand of friendship because that's my job. God judges, but we are symbols of love for each other. So what I want to conclude this with is you know the ideas of compassion, patience. Um, understanding that we're all equals and also understanding that no matter what you believe is a sin you should still be compassionate and loving and it is not a bad thing no matter who the person is to reach out a hand of compassion and friendship that is always a good thing to do it's always the Christian thing to do whether that person is homeless whether that person is a you know a convict whether that person is you know an angel you should always reach out and treat each other equally because that's that's how we live. That's how we go through our daily lives as Christians, as people who believe in Christ, is to reach out with compassion, with love, and no matter who it is. And that, that is the path that will, that is the love that they talk about when they say they'll know we are Christians by our love because it's a unique love. It's a love that does not care about worldly actions it's a love from christ it's a love from above and it's something that really connects us to each other no matter who we are and i want to end us with that compassion equality and love unconditionally have a wonderful day take care of yourselves and stay safe everyone this is just a final note at the end of the recording of our second episode um so for the most part my episodes right now and probably the next few are going to be just my thoughts on ideas it's going to be a little bit more rambly um hopefully we'll get more structure i'll be able to get some more like proper scripts put out it takes time it takes a lot of energy um i've got a lot of other stuff going on but i'm really enjoying starting to do these really hoping to get them out more regularly i know it hasn't been um, and I'm really hoping that this project of mine I can keep doing through the future and I can keep going because I'm really enjoying it. And I, um, we're going to start getting, you know, more public relations stuff, more, um, publicity going. But, um, thank you so much if you're listening to this, if you're going back and listening to earlier episodes, if you're just starting now, um, it means a lot to me. We're going to start getting these really structured nicely. They're really going to get going. We're going to hopefully in the future have, um, other people, on here talking with me asking me questions um we're gonna try to really make this about everyone and have good discussions we're gonna start doing more you know bible specific verses you know talking about what specific verses my interpretation of certain verses and really just allowing people to listen to this in a way that gets them excited gets them energized to learn to go out and seek for the truth themselves and their own understanding and to seek further um their own um, growth. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.